0: Today we're we're doing something special here today, and we're acknowledging. You know, there's there's a a Proverbs three five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. So, there's the ways that we are going. They can get along with what God is doing. They can come in, in line with what God is doing. And so um, today's kind of a special day for us because it's not something that's changing. It's not something that we are establishing. It's something that we're acknowledging. We want to acknowledge God today. That he's he's got a purpose for our lives. He has a purpose for um, this church. He has a vision for this church. And uh, we just want to take a look at it. You know, I don't know if we can actually see Everything. We can't, but there's a part for us to see, and, and uh, I'm grateful that I don't have to come up with something. <laughs> I don't have to, Oh, man, now I got to come up with a vision. Sheesh, they always tell us this at the first of the year, then we have to write down something, you know, it's like. <laughs> so we're, we're actually going to have some people come help me this morning a little bit, and, and, and when I was sharing with them what to say, I said, man, you don't have to come up with anything. Let's just share what we are. Let's just share who we are. Amen. But I do want to go back and I, and I want to look at this because sometimes I feel like as a church, sometimes we can be kind of um, self-centered. <laughs> we can kind of, it, it, it's kind of like about us, you know, and and, and, um, and, and and really we're just part of something here. And it's, it's kind of exciting when, when we get beyond this and we don't let it just be about what I'm going through and what I'm getting and, you know, those kinds of things. But we've been looking at this in the last couple of weeks. We've been talking about, unless the Lord's building the house, we don't even need to be doing anything, right? Right, right. And I don't want to start doing something and say, well, God, I just, uh, I kind of hope it's what you want, you know? No, I I want to get in line with what God's doing and and let my life come in line with that. And so we're going to look at our church vision kind of with regard to that. I want to start off with, What's God's big picture for us? You know? And we're going to get to how that happens. But, you know, it's not that if a vision doesn't ever come to pass, it's not because there wasn't one. <laughs> you know? What, what did Jesus tell the, or what did, what, what did God tell the children of Israel? He said, I have a promised land for you. Right? That was God's vision. And who did it come to pass for? Those that got in line with it, right? Those that had come from from Egypt, where they were used to being slaves, and and isn't it weird how we can get used to being slaves? We can kind of depend on being slaves. I need the government to take care of me. <laughs> you know, I you know, but but we can we can we can get dependent on things in this earth for our for our substance, you know, and and. Uh, uh, God has a vision that's beyond that. And he says, I'm going to give you the vision, but now you're going to have to let it become yours before you can experience it. And so, you know, in the, in the, in the wilderness, everybody had to die. They didn't have the vision. It's like, <laughs> God, I don't want to die. I don't want to have to die for you to get done what you want to do, you know? I, I, I want to change now. And I, I'm thankful that in Christ we can die and, and the oldest past and we can become new in him. But what are we getting in Christ? We're getting God's vision It's much bigger than anything we can keep it in. <laughs> right? So I, I want to look at some things just real quickly from the Old Testament. What is God's heart? You know, I think we get a picture of it. This is why he sent Jesus, wasn't it? It says... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who? Whosoever. That's God's vision, isn't it? Now, I'm so glad that I get to be a part of that, but I'm so glad it didn't stop with me. <laughs> you know what? I, can you see what I'm, I'm saying? Not, God's vision is the world. God's vision is everybody knowing him. And actually, we'll look at, at, a, at a passage here, but <laughs> he says... I want the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to flood the whole earth. Amen? So, I've got this up. I I want our vision to be God's new life vision. And, and, And that's what it is. But sometimes we just have to get geared back this way because everything else that we're about needs to fall into what God's vision is. And if there's something that needs to change in me, it's not because I'm being condemned. It's because I want to get in line with what God's doing. Amen? Right. All right, can you see that? All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 6.16. <clears throat> now, he, he's talking here about being different. I think Buddy was referring to this a little bit today. <laughs> but you know, part of the shame of, 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 of being a Christian is if nobody knows it. Or if you don't look any different than the world. Right? right? Did you know that the world is going through some stuff that their soul is not well? Yeah. We sang this song about it is well with my soul. Yeah. Well, why is my soul well? It's because I'm not in the world. I don't, I don't, I live in the world, but I, that's not where I, that's not where my heart is. That's not where I'm at. Right? right? And don't you know that this community that we're in right now is in need of something other than the world. They're in need of a life. Now they have it. We, there's other churches besides ours, but we're here but, but what is God's vision for that? God's vision, when God does something, he does it really big and <laughs> it's only limited by us usually, right? You know? It's, it's like David went to build the temple, uh, you know he had a heart to do this. And and, and and God said, well, I don't, that's not really what I want ultimately, but since you're going to do it, let me help you out with it a little bit. Because I don't want just some, you know, little, you know, I don't want you just throwing some stuff together. Not if it's going to be about me. You get my vision involved with this and it's going to be amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, so well, let me let me let me read this. I, I had you pull this up, so let's let's read this. I, I encourage you to, uh, Um, in in the app today, uh, there's going to be some places in there you can take notes and, and you can do stuff. And at the end there, there's going to be a place I'm, I'm just going to encourage you to uh, to maybe make some notes for yourself a little bit uh, with regard to what we're going to be talking about. But I just want to let you know that we do have this app, and it and it does have uh, in our church app, New Life Church LH. Um, you can get it on either one of the stores, and there's there's some notes in there. Uh, this week, I believe is how you get to them. Um, so anyway, if you want to go back and you can look at this later, also because I really feel like it needs to be something that we're getting on board with what God's doing, and if God's needing us to come in line with something, it, it we're going we're going to need to make some adjustments ourselves. Amen. And it's and it's a good thing, you know. That's that's partly what I've been encouraged with with these songs that we're talking about. Um, you know uh, sometimes this that last song uh he's a refiner he's burning us up and you know what if, if you really love what's getting burned up that can be a sad thing yeah. <laughs> but if you love what you're getting burnt up too right. it'll be a joyous thing yeah. like like Hunter was saying <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and so well let me just go ahead and read this all right For we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will live in them. This is God talking, this is his vision, right? He said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. That's actually, he's actually quoting from Leviticus. And this is what this is what God's passion was. With the children of Israel. He says, I I don't I don't want to just be a religion here. I want to be everything about your life. I want to occupy everything about your life. I want to walk with you. I want to I want to actually be your God. And what was the what was the first commandment? No other gods before me, right? That's God's vision. And then in the context of this, you can go back and look at the context of this passage in 2 Corinthians, but it says, Come out from among them, be separate be different than the world right why because the world needs what we have right right they they don't they don't need for us to try to be like them so that somehow they can be like us <laughs> yeah. have you have you ever seen that it's like oh we got to be like them so they can so we can understand no just real quick I have a I have a brother-in-law that's, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Teen Challenge or Nikki Cruz or David Wilkerson or anything like that. Well, my my sister married this guy from Arizona. His name is Snow Peabody. And your imagination is probably quite right with Snow. (laughs) He's not a gnarly person that looked like he came out of the, (laughs) and neither was David Wilkerson. You don't need to be like to draw out. Does that make sense? God doesn't need us to become like the world to save the world. He needs us to be a little different, don't you think? So this is what he's this is his vision for us as a whole. But but let's let's uh See, see what his, his vision is to do. He's to be the one who we live with in worship. He wants to be our God completely. Now, let, let's just do this real quick because I, I, I want to see where, how, how this affects us here. And, and, and then he doesn't want to just be our God with us saying, wow, you're a great God. You're a great God. No, he wants to be, he wants to change who we are. He wants to provide for us. Do you know how we steal from God in one of the greatest ways? And this is why it says in the Old Testament that how do you rob me? By by not letting me become a part of your sowing and reaping in your life. Because you already are sowing and reaping. Right. <laughs> but you rob from me, from disallowing me to be a part of that. Because if you'll let me, I want to care for you like nobody can. I want to heal you. <laughs> that was his promise, right? In the Old Testament, there were all these promises. that went, And, and then Jesus come along and he, filled, he said, "I every promise is yes and amen in me. Why? Because that's the heart of God. He said, I want to bless you coming in. I want to bless you going out. Why? Because the world needs to know that loving our God, having our God is different. Yeah, right. <laughs> amen? Yeah. There needs to be an effect of the greatness of God in the world and this is what I see is God's bigger picture he says I, I don't want to just I, I, I love that y'all get together really but I want to affect the world God's picture is vision is the world he cares about every single person in this community we're no better and, and you know what we are no better than anybody because we're meeting here right now I'm glad we're here you know but it doesn't make us any better. The only thing that we have is the blood of Jesus that separates us from the greatest wickedness. Just because we're not as bad as somebody else doesn't make us any better. Does that make sense? I think it does. Anyway, <laughs> what we have is the blood of Jesus, and it should change everything about us. Amen? Amen. All right. So, But he wants to care for us. He, he, he wants us to look like we're happy. <laughs> he wants to look like we're provided for. That we, we walk through the, the, the city and somebody says, man, something's different about them. I don't know what it is, but something's different, right? Yeah. And then he wants to accomplish his purpose through us. For God so loved the world, the world, not just me. I'm glad I get to be a part of that. But his, his vision is bigger than just me. Amen? Amen? I think this is essential for us. Because, man, I, 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 when it comes to God, sometimes I can be all about me. You know? And I was just thinking about this this morning. It's John came along. John was, John was John the Baptist, you know, and he's, he's got a big following. And, and he says, I must decrease so that he can increase. The things about me need to, to, to get burned up so that he can be lifted up. And he said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. That's God's vision for this community and the world. Amen? So to get get where we need to come to to be as a body, we got to get God's bigger vision. This isn't all it's about. There's something much bigger. And he doesn't do things halfway. He he does things big time. Amen? Man, you know what? We have to talk about these things to get our vision bigger, to raise our raise our sights. You can't go where you're not looking. Well, it might you can, but it's gonna be kind of rough, okay? So let's look at Isaiah 59, 19. His purpose for his glory and salvation is to be known all around. So what he wants is to use us for a bigger purpose of bringing the knowledge of the glory of the lord first of all to this community can you see that now if he's going to do that i'm I'm grateful for what he's already doing but i i I don't want to limit god's vision by our inability to raise our eyes any higher can you see that so I want to say, God, what do you want for this community? And it's not about me, but I want to submit to what it is. And if whatever that is, God, I'm not going to put you in a box and say you have to fit into this because of our culture, because of what's going on. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, When, you, when you, it's like Hunter was referring to today. When, when you start fasting and putting your flesh into something, I'll tell you what, flesh rises up and wickedness rises up. Not necessarily yours, but man, there's going to be opposition come. And what the enemy wants to do is say, no, there's too much devil going on here. We can't do a big God thing because of look at all this opposition. You know, I'm not, I don't want to, fi- I, I, I just had this illustration come to me. I, I never knew about fire ants until I came down here to Texas. Anybody know about fire ants? Man. And you know what's really weird about fire ants is you, their little hills there, they don't look like anything at all till you do what? Man, they come alive. (laughs) And what they want you to do is to leave them alone so they can be fire ants and be nasty and mean and everything. (laughs) But how many know that if if you want to get victory over fire ant, you don't do what the fire ant wants you to do? You burn that thing, (laughs) right? Actually, I I like burning better because you can see the results like right now. (laughs) I think the other stuff is probably better, you know, because, you know, like, okay, I got to take this down to the ant so the ant can die too, I guess, or the, the queen. Um, but, <laughs> but, all right, where was I going with all that? We don't want to follow what's going on around us or what the opposition is. And this is the purpose of a fasting time is to, to remove those things from being factors in our vision. Because we want to go where God wants us to go. Amen? And I'll tell you what, something better be happening in our flesh other than just our diet or our social media. Or it should be awakening the lack of God vision in another area. Because we want to go where God wants us to go. Amen? All right. So his purpose is for his glory and salvation to be known all around. Not just here in these walls. Amen? Isaiah 59, 19, in the west, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the east, they will glorify him, for he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. Wow, is that dramatic or what? But that's God's vision, right? How many you know what the King James of this is, right? When the enemy comes in? Ah, it's kind of like the, when the ants go doing their thing, right? And you start saying, "Well, what's the what's the devil up to? Should we adjust what we're doing based upon what the devil is doing?" No. That's right when that's right when God comes in like a raging flood to wash away wash away all those ants, Amen, Amen. and for His glory to to fill, to accomplish what He wants to do. Okay. So we want to join with God's vision, Amen. Now. We're going to see where this puts us in God's vision, but, but I want it to be the thing that is guiding us and leading us, okay? Yes. To have a presence in Liberty Hill. Now, we have a presence in Liberty Hill, but is it God's vision? I want to say, God, what do you want to do? I, I'm not going to go by on what you, you want to do, but I know that when you do something, it's going to be something that's going to bring glory to you, Amen. and the whole community is going to know that you are there. That's going to take something a little bit bigger. Amen? I'm grateful for where we are. But is that God's ultimate vision? Amen? And if not, we need to get our vision raised a little bit. And we'll, we'll, we'll see this. That effectively represents his glory in physical and spiritual excellence and worth. Sometimes we can say, well, we're just spiritually excellent. That should be enough. But you know, God does big things physically, too, in a physical structure. And I believe God, I believe this is God's bigger vision. And and we're going to see why it's necessary to get there because that's going to be something that represents him in a a way that, you know what? He wants to impact uh, the political. He wants to impact a lot of different areas. I just want you to, to get on board with me for this because this is a, a God church kind of thing. This this isn't just about this church. This is about the church of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen? But how do we need to fit in that? And I do not want to draw back from that. Right. It's very tempting to just say, oh, let's don't talk about that because then we have to do something. <laughs> right? <laughs> but if it's God's vision, if, if, if the more he puts his passion for the people of this community in our hearts... Amen? It, why do we need that? Not not, to, not to, to put up some kind of earthly monument, but to bring glory to God. Amen? I'm so glad he doesn't dwell in structures, but he will use structures for the ones that do come, the ones that will be his body. Amen? All right. So I'm seeing that as God... What do you have bigger for us? And I've had stuff in my mind for a long time, but I, I don't want to be it about me, but I might just share just a little bit of what I see. Is that all right? Yes. <laughs> okay, let me finish what I've got here. I like this next statement too. His purpose for building a physical facility is to facilitate the building of his body. Don't you like that? What is a facility? It's to facilitate, isn't it? Yeah. Right? And the smaller you make the facility... The smaller it will facilitate. <laughs> All right. That wasn't meant to be funny, but... Um, but you, it's, it's kind of obvious, right? And so if God's going to do something, the bigger he's going to do it, the bigger there's going to be an, an ability to do it, right? So God, what do you want for us? And why, why do you want to do excellence in any physical thing? It's because every physical thing can have a spiritual effect in his true building. God's wanting to touch every. Aren't you glad? I'm so grateful. My, my father was a pastor, and he built three different churches himself pretty much. And uh, I'm so grateful for what took place in those, in those buildings. It wasn't the buildings. It was what took place in them. Amen? Transform transformed my life. I mean we had we had times in the in the spirit that just if we hadn't had that facility it wouldn't the the, the glory wouldn't have been facilitated. <laughs> amen. So how big does God want to do? I don't want to limit him, amen? amen. All right. Uh let's look at First Peter 2, 5. So if this is God's bigger picture and he's he's gonna need to have a representation in in the in the community. Now, here's here's what goes on is a, a community representation of God doesn't stop there then either. It becomes a world thing. But let's just look at our community for right now. Can we do that? And and the reason why he wants to have a facility is because every person that begins to occupy a facility like this morning, we're not just sitting here on pews or on chairs. We are sitting here as part of something bigger that he's wanting to accomplish, which is that. <laughs> Amen. He's wanting to flood this whole community with his glory. How's he going to do that? Well, he's going to do it. 1 Peter 2.5, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, weeks. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. So God sees the ones that will occupy as really his living stones. Is he going to do something halfway? He's going to do it big time. Amen? That's his ultimate vision. God gets glory. How many do things well? You know... um, I don't know if you saw that black thing out in the, in the driveway. Huh. That's the blessing of God, you know? That, that's, that's, it's, it's sowing and reaping, but it's also, God says, you know what? I'm going to lift you up so I can be lifted up. I want to do things in your life. I want you to be a living representative of how great I am. That's what we're made to be in Christ. Amen? All right. So here's how we have this, and this is why it comes back to us now, because (laughs) hopefully you're seeing where I... I want to have the end first, the bigger vision. And this is why we fall into that. This is why we meet all the time. This is why we do anything else that we're doing. Why? It's because I want to be a part of what God's bigger vision is. Amen? And we have a we have out here on these banners that we want to gather. How's this going to happen? We have to come together. Yeah. That's how well, he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And the purpose of us coming together though isn't just a high five and pat, pat each other hug each other, lady's sidearm and all that kind of stuff. The purpose of us coming together is what we're doing right now. We're saying, God, I want to humble myself and receive from your heart for my life so that I can grow and represent you as your living stone better. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And every time I grow in, in, in what I come to know about him, what it does is it places me more effectively in what he's building. It's a bigger thing. Amen. Good. And then <laughs> the purpose of us as a temple is for us to go. And what, that, what is going it's representing to the world, to our community, and to our family, to each other. Amen? That He's real. He's our God. What's God's passion? I wanna be your God. I wanna be more than just, you know, your Sunday go to meeting man upstairs. You know, I, I wanna walk with you. I wanna live with you all the time. I want it to be where anytime you are anywhere, somebody's gonna know that you have me as your God. Amen? Okay. So so how do we do that? and why are we here today? We have a church service here today. Anybody show up for a church? Oh, yeah, that's what we're in. All right. But and what is the purpose of this though? This isn't to bring glory to me. It's not bring glory to our worship team. Did you know the real purpose of this time? If God's gonna build a bigger vision for his glory, he needs living stones. Not just leaders. Each one of us. Amen? To be a living stone. So the purpose of us coming together is not just to put in our time and say, yeah. (laughs) The purpose of us coming together is to be equipped for his purpose. Amen? Amen? For his vision. If that's so then we have a responsibility when we come together. This isn't just about me. <laughs> this is about me uh, trying to relate this to something. You know how you got you got ongoing education, you know, when you're working somewhere? Um, <laughs> is that just for you? I think we would like to bless all our employees, so we'll give them a lot of ex- extra education <laughs> so that they can be... Better people all by themselves. No, it's, it's so that they can serve the pur- the bigger purpose better. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. The reason why we come together and find out a, and get victory over things in our life is that just so we can go out into the world and cruise victoriously. No, it's so that we can be joined together for a bigger purpose. That's God's. He, he wants to flood the earth with his glory. Yeah. And he says, I'm building you up for that purpose. So when we come together... We have church, so we're here on Sunday mornings. We're here on, on uh, Wednesdays. We're going to have some worship nights again. I like worship nights because we just kind of hang out and say, God, what do you want to speak to us? And we, we worship him, you know. Um, uh, but we come here for a purpose, and it's to be equipped as a living stone to grow in the knowledge of God. Why? Just so that I can say, yeah. Look at what I did. (laughs) Or no, so now I can fit into what he's doing. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 4.11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do what? His work. work. So who's supposed to be doing the work? God's work. Well, all those people you just said, no. <laughs> their purpose, their, their, their whole role is to get everybody else equipped. Amen? So this is the reason why we're here. And, and you know, if you're taking that ongoing education, it, it really is important that you improve as a result of that, right? Right? or that might have a factor of your ongoing employment, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Man, I want to look at what we're doing here. You know, and it actually becomes part of each one of our responsibility. Yeah. We not might not be an evangelist, we might not be something else, but you know, when we show up, whether we're up here talking or not part of the reason why we're here is to build each other up to equip each other not to look at what's wrong and try to bring things down you know we're always going to find something wrong right. <laughs> but what can we find what can we see that's right amen and you know God gave me this little desire for us as a church that this is the this is what we this is the experience I desire for people If this is God's bigger vision, who do we want people to encounter when they come here? Well, I want them to encounter Jesus. What does Jesus do? He welcomes you just as you are. Mm -hmm. Amen? And then what else does he do? He begins to draw out the good. He's looking for the good. And then what else does he do? And these are just three. He might do some more. I'm sure he does. But these are three that I'd like for us to represent. Amen? We're not looking for what's wrong. And then we're also committing, you know what? These arms are always gonna be like this. We're always gonna be here for you. And aren't you glad Jesus does that for us? Yeah. But that's what that's our purpose of being here is to represent Jesus, first of all, and is to equip each other for God's bigger vision. Is that good? This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. He has a big vision, doesn't he? Something we have to grow towards. So we gather to grow with a wonderful, bigger vision of going, making a difference. Amen? So we have Sunday morning and Wednesday and our local body. But I believe we're developing beyond this. And this is something God's put in me for a long time is, you know what? I'm not going to be restricted in our influence right here. Especially with, with technology today, it goes way beyond this. We don't know what's happening. We don't know if it's just for one person. This is something that I, <laughs> that I found. We, we have a, a group on our Facebook that is almost to 9,000 people now. And most of them are in other parts of the world. Now, I don't know how many of those people actually see it. You know, you don't know what actual views are or something like that. But there's, a, there's an opportunity for it to not just be about these walls. Yeah. It's the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So these are just some of the things that we are doing. I just want to look at this real quick. So we, we are streaming all the time. When, when COVID happened, we were already streaming, so it wasn't any big deal. We just kept <laughs> doing like we kind of did, although I just kind of had to look at the wall there for a while because we shut down for a couple of weeks. We didn't know what was going on exactly, but got right back in the saddle when we figured some things out. Anyway, um, but here's part of that, that we can become a part of, not just as a, somebody sitting saying, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm glad y'all are doing that. <laughs> it's, it's something we can all join together and be a part of, okay? Um, because how many have phones? How many have, you know, I never thought I would have a, Smartphone. And now I don't know if I can be smart without my phone. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I did for a long time until my wife was away from me for a while and she made me get a phone. That's before the smartphones. But anyway, um, there's so many things that they can do though, right? And, and one of the biggest things we're supposed to do is share. If, if, if God has done something in our life, we should, we should share it, right? Not just like it. Is it enough just to like God? Thank you, God. I really like you a lot. That's not enough, is it? You got to share it. In fact, you actually might share it with comments. Anybody see what I'm doing? Did you know that the effect of a share and a comment exponentially makes an effect? If we believe, and I, and I just encourage you to believe in what we have here, <laughs> and, and pray for me. If there's anything that we need to improve on, let's not be against, let's be for. and Let's be going forward with it, amen? Um, but there's an opportunity for, for, the, for the glory and, and the effect of what God is doing here to not stop here. And we we're putting more and more things in place. We have Facebook, we have YouTube. I guess YouTube you can do this a lot. But I encourage you, man, every time you, you come to church, go on Facebook and share it. Yeah. If you could just do that, don't don't be passive. Don't say, well, that's that's kind of nice. No, your share is like is like spreading the gospel to some extent. Yeah. Or it has a potential for that. And it costs nothing. You don't even have to leave. You can do it like right now, I, like everybody right right now. You can do it. And it's like Shazam. We just wow! The glory of the Lord flooded the earth just when I hit share. <laughs> now it, it's not that big a deal, but but it is here. And and I just want to want you to know that this is part of our vision going forward. We want to excel at this. We want to get better at it. Why? To bring glory to us? No. For God's glory to fill. Amen? Can you see this as part of our vision? And again, it's his bigger vision that we're going to. We're going to facilitate that however we can. Amen? I encourage you to connect in the word in the word. What did Jesus say? It's not enough just to come in, in here. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> You're supposed to do what you hear, right? Part of that will be connecting with each other. We have connect groups in the church. We have men's and we have women's and we have uh, youth. What else do we have? We're good. We had some things we're, we're moving towards. Young, uh, what do you call it? Young adults. Young, young adults. Um, but this is what we're w- moving towards. And what is the purpose of each one of these? It's not just to have a social club. It's for the bigger picture. God, where are you taking us? Right. In order for us, for us to be living stones that, that will exalt you, we have to be connected. We have to be connected to you as the, as the vine and to your body as you. Amen. All right, one more here. Ministry in prayer and exhortation. Okay? So there's, there's a responsibility for us that there's a ministry that we have. Now, what I see this as is also being... Uh, Serving. Now, I, I, I was going to put serving here. Sometimes people say, oh, man, you just want me to do stuff for you. But I look at serving as quite a bit different. I look at it as ministry. It's my opportunity to serve the Lord. Every time I can serve somebody, I'm serving the Lord. I do it as under the Lord. Amen? So that's what we have as opportunities. That's why we have servant, uh, serving opportunities here. And I'll tell you what you grow in God's bigger purpose when you get connected to his ministry amen one more worship now my, my perspective of worship is that it doesn't stop anywhere it's not when the music stop starts and stops it's it's a continuation where my whole life this is my definition of worship is that it's how uh, whatever situation you're in there's an appropriate Um, response for you that will reflect your awareness of God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if he's really there, I'm going to worship him by saying, no, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to worship him by saying, no, I'm not going to be a part of that conversation. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to worship. That was all negative stuff. You can also be positive too. (laughs) You can also say, I'm going to worship him by encouraging somebody, by saying who they are in Christ amen that's worship but if we're going to grow together and, and and for God's bigger purpose we don't want to just do it for to have a facility we want to be the living stones every time we have an opportunity we see an, a, a person that's a part of our body man this is a part there's a there's a responsibility on us to so man let's let's be built up as living stones amen all right. So what I want to do is just take a few minutes. Are y'all good? <laughs> I didn't mean to go this long on this, but this is good. All right. Um, so I, I want to just bring some of our department heads up uh, real quick. Is Sandra here? There she is. Yeah. We're just. I'm going to go through some of these because I talked about this, but um, th- these are different areas of of, of service here, uh, but they have this bigger vision that we have. You know what? It's it's where are these people going to go to eventually? What I really like about this is it's not this isn't Pastor Stephen's vision. Right. I might be preparing for somebody that I haven't even met yet, yep. that's going to come in and they are going to find the facilities they need for God to take them into a higher place. Right. Man, I, I want this to be about God, <laughs> about His bigger things. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's go ahead. So, Sandra has been with this man from the start, and and uh, she's over our children's.
1: It's funny how my vision and goals kind of line exactly with what you said.
2: <laughs>
1: and um, I, first, though, I want everyone who's a parent of a child that goes to church here or a grandparent or anyone who serves in the Children's Department, if you could stand, because I want to honor you and give, let's all give them a hand. You know what? We could not have a Children's Department without every one of these people. I have to have parental support, and we have to have volunteers, because I cannot be everywhere at once. In fact, Um, today I got to, um, there wasn't any babies, so Miss Jalen got to teach the kids class, which is why I'm in here in the first place, because <laughs> I was supposed to be teaching. But um, I just want to, when pastors asked me to, to cast my vision, um, a scripture came to mind, and it was, it's Matthew 19:14, and it says, Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And, I mean, that's, that's, it can go in a couple of ways. Um, first of all, we can't present Jesus to the children of this community if they don't come. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I want to expand our outreach, and I don't know exactly what that looks like right now. Um, I'm asking God for direction, but one of the things we do is VBS. And last summer, we had a great VBS, and it was double the, the capacity that we had the time before. But I want to go bigger. I, wanna, I want to reach more children. We had a child come last summer who had never heard of Jesus wow. at all. Wow. We were their first presentation of Jesus. So we have a big responsibility in this community. And I heard a, um, a quote or a question posed on a podcast. And it's you can, it can kind of be negative for you, so let's don't let it do that. But let's let it catapult us to what we can do. And it says, if your church were to close, would your community notice would it be sad would it be glad <laughs> or I mean would it notice yeah and I was thinking about that in terms of our kids like the kids in this community do they know we're here do they know we have something Do they know about Jesus I mean we have a big responsibility so I want to I want my desire this year is for our kids to grow in their relationship with God um, not just hear about God when they come but but experience God experience Jesus and grow in their relationship, and also grow together as a community of believers in this yeah. church. Yeah. The kids are already like great friends, so we're already doing that pretty good, but we can always do more, and then I want our, our children's department to grow in itself, because again, we're not presenting Jesus to children who aren't here, so um, I know we can all kind of maybe invite people, or I don't know, God's going to have to help me on that. But I do want to expand our capacity, and that's that's my heart, which I think is partly what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I have some notes here because, oh, my goodness, y'all. Buddy told me at Friday at 5 p.m., <laughs> Pastor Steve wants you to talk in service <laughs> Sunday. And I didn't believe him because you know him. He teases all the time. I go, no, he doesn't. He's like, no, I really, I just got off the phone with him. He would <laughs> like you, you know, all the department's head I go no because he would have told us that in the meeting I know that no some <laughs> <by the spirit. laughs> right well so finally he goes you know what it's on you I've, I've let you know if you don't if you're not prepared it's it's your fault so then I was like oh no so I started like quickly <laughs> writing some notes so um also our curriculum that we've been using we started it in the fall and it's it's really good it's a spirit-filled curriculum and it really makes way for the Holy Spirit and I want to I want to make that a part of every um, class time. I want us to to have time to pray more. I want our kids to grow in their prayer life because you're never too young to talk to God. I mean, and the more they do it, the more they practice it, the better they're going to be as they get older, and that's only going to help them. So that's on my heart. Um, Another thing is I would like for our kids to engage in worship more. And one of the ways is by presenting songs to you guys. Um, They haven't been real excited to do that in the past, and it's sort of been a fight. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit, how can I present that to them where they'll really want to? Because um, the earlier we can get used to worshiping, even in front of people, man, that's just going to help them later on. And it's memories that they won't forget. Somehow, y'all know I don't like being in front of people. And when I was like 12, I got the lead role in the Christmas play. I don't know how that even happened. Did I sign up? I don't know what I did, but you know what? It was, it's, it's a really great memory for me. And it helps me to know that I can do something. I think I can't. So um, I want their, their confidence to be increased as well. And we're a loving body and forgiving and, you know, even if they mess up or whatever, y'all love them anyway. Everybody's got their camera out and they're, you know, filming. It's, It'll be good. So, if I could have parental support on, yeah. on that part too, that would be great. Um, because I think it's important for them. I think it's important for them to, to learn early, and then it won't be a big deal, Yeah. hopefully, when they're older. Um, I've already talked about BBS. I, I, I think we can expand our, our numbers this year and reach the community even more. Um, you know, we went to a couple of prayer meetings for the community and the school our kids need Jesus. I mean, of course they do, but I saw kind of firsthand what was going on in Liberty Hill and we want to be a light to this community. We want to, with open arms, share Jesus and receive people. So, Um, also, this is kind of a new thing that's been on my heart. I want to see our kids um, serving the church in some small ways right now, but I've seen Jaron do it and probably Caleb. even like the envelopes, like putting the envelopes in the back of all the chairs, or or maybe vacuuming after an event, or helping with the chairs, or learning in the in the back booth. I think our kids um, they're not too young, and we kind of dismiss them sometimes. Like, oh, we, we got adults to do that, but they need to learn early because if they can learn early again, they'll they'll keep doing it when they're older. And and I mean, what's better than serving in the church, right? Amen. So. Um, I already touched on curriculum. Our Wednesday night curriculum is, it's usually like every four or six weeks we have a a new series. And um, it's usually, it's a smaller group, but um, right now we're studying Proverbs and Solomon and the wisdom, so it's really good. We always have impactful curriculum, um, engaging curriculum. So it's going really good in that area. If I could, one more thing, ask for your prayers. I don't know it all. I don't pretend to know it all. I need God's direction and the Holy Spirit's direction. And our kids just—they could use prayer too. So, if you think about it, even if you can't serve in the children's department, if you could pray for us, pray for me, pray for the kids, um, that would be appreciated. Thank
0: you. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, Hunter and Lindsay—they're over our youth. I just want to mention for the children and the and the youth. Um, we are directly connected with them, uh, each one of us. The older we get sometimes, I think we have a part in in encouraging the young people, building them up. There needs to not be like a a big generation thing going on. Anyway, um, go ahead.
3: Yeah, well, um, my wife and I, we've been the youth pastors for five years now. Um, in the last couple of years, we've been involved. Um, I'll start with this: with uh, we've been meeting with the superintendent of Liberty Hill School District, um, us and several other youth groups, um, youth pastors, I should say, um, and we, we've kind of formed this youth pastors coalition type of thing. But we all have the same vision um, as a whole, and, that, and same goal, um, and that's to to get young children saved, get youth saved, get teenagers saved. And, um, and, and the thing that's been re- this recurring theme this year, and, and I want to wage war on it, is um, the superintendent has been letting us know that there's, there's, been, there's been a lot of, of death going on in, in, in the school systems, whether it be from sickness or, or, or suicide or whatever it is. And, and the world is just starving right now. These kids are starving for authenticity. They're starving for, uh, they're, they're starving for the real thing. They're, they're fed. They're fed the fake thing all day long. Every time they pick up their phone, they're they're fed something that's just it just doesn't satisfy, and and they're wondering why. And I think we're the answer to that. Yeah, I believe that we're the answer to that. And I actually asked our youth this Wednesday, um, "What's y'all's heart for the youth?" And and all of them said, "I, "I want more friends in the youth group. I want I want more relationships. I want more fellowship." And that's my desire for them because um, there's so many integral moments that I can look back to and say, you know, my life changed at this point in a youth service or a youth event or whatever it is. And and it set me on the path to want to be in ministry and to want to serve others. And so I have a deep desire for your kids to to have friends in the youth group, to have those long lasting, life lasting relationships. Um, And so that's my desire. And like, Pastor Sandra said, I, "Man, I'm I'm praying. I'm praying and I invite y'all to pray with me." that the, the youth group grows in, in number just because we want the kids to have relationships not because I want to be the youth pastor of a big a big youth group that's a big responsibility but I desire it because it's God's vision it's it's what God wants Amen. and um and, and it's what your children desire. And so I'm I'm asking y'all to join in with me and pray with me about witty ideas, ways to grow the youth group, ways to reach the lost, ways to grow, reach this generation because uh, believe it or not, this generation has a lot to give. We kind of dog, we, you know, people, people ever since the millennials, we go, oh, millennials. Well, we're past millennials now, y'all. I don't know if you realize that. Um, and, uh, and, and here's the thing is these guys have so much power inside them. They have so much desire inside them for, for God, and, the, and it just hasn't been awakened yet. Yeah. And, and every revival started. The, yes, there was a pastor, an older person to lead them, but the youth ran with a vision youth ran with a vision, and that's every single revival that I read about. It's, it's the youth took it and ran with it, and so that's my desire for your children. I love Vision Sunday. Uh, reason being is it's challenging. Um, it's, it's audacious to say, hey, we're praying God, for, to God for a newer, bigger building when the seats aren't full. I'm just going to call that out right now, and yeah. the thing is when my flesh tells me when my mind tells me, when my logical thinking tells me that it's impossible, that's when I need to step into faith and say that it's going to be filled. And so that's what I'm doing with the youth group too right now. I'm yeah. calling it filled. I'm saying everybody in the youth group has lifelong relationships in Jesus' name. I'm saying these seats are full and that we're going to need another building. I had a dream about it the other uh, a week ago. A week ago Sunday, I had a dream. I woke, I woke up and I was like, was that you, God? Or was it just like me, just the desire of my heart? And maybe it's both. Um, but I had a dream that we were in a building 10 times the size of this and it was funny I looked out into the chairs and and every seat was full and I just I just saw, I saw it and it And I and I woke up and I, I almost wept because I was like man, that's that's awesome because when in the dream I didn't it wasn't just a bunch of people. I've never seen before. It was it was like I knew every one of them hmm. and that's and that's God's desire and, and so, so uh, I love Vision Sunday. I love this because we get to challenge ourselves. We get to put aside our own thinking, and we get to draw from God and, and his thinking. Um, and it's funny because if it's, if it's big enough for us to do in and of our own strength, then it's not big enough anyway. And, um, and if you look at something and you say, uh, God, I can't do that, good. You're, it's not you doing it anyway. Amen. Um, so, so that's the kind of vision we need to set. I'm going to say it right now again. The seats aren't full. But the bigger church will be, um, and so um, as for the youth, we have some great things going on this year. Um, we're going on a missions trip. My wife is so much better with dates. When is that?
4: In July. <laughs> In
3: July, she she's really great with scheduling. She doesn't like to talk as much uh, <laughs> as as much as I do. Okay, what what are you gonna say?
5: I was just gonna quickly go through our dates. Our goal this year is to have one event a month. And so in February, obviously, we're having breakfast and board games. We started that last month. Um, In April, we're gonna be serving Liberty Hill. We're gonna be serving individuals. We're gonna be serving the school district. Um, That's us partnering together with other believers, um, getting us outside of these four walls and getting us into the community where we can see them face to face and get to experience. Um, And then in July, we're going to be going to Arlington for a missions trip, um, getting to be able to put on a VBS for kids who have never heard the gospel. Some of these people don't even speak English. And so getting us again outside of these four walls, getting to experience something outside of what we've already seen on a daily basis, um, breaking our heart for what breaks God's. And so I want to encourage you. These are some of our bigger things that are going on. Um, But on the week-to-week basis is just as important, getting these guys to know how to go to the word for themselves. Um, And a lot of these things that teenagers and young adults are experiencing in school and in college, um, those can be kind of broken down if we can get them to go to the word with all of these questions, with all of these problems. And that's that's our week-to-week goal as of right now. And so...
3: Yeah, and we've talked about it in, in the past. Um, that, that We heard this statistic when we were in Bible college. I think it's like 82% of kids that grow up in church, they go off to college and, and they leave the church. And I want to wage war on that as well. Um, so we're we're trying to, give, we're trying to ask, get them to ask the questions, the burning questions, the challenging questions, and give them the best answers possible. And we always go to the word for that. Um, as for worship, um, as for worship, like Pastor Stephen was saying, I'm going to need help with this date, too, but we're going to start uh, worship nights again. March 19th is our first worship night of the year. Super excited for that. Um, Pastor Stephen has also, uh, we've we've had discussions as well. We have a desire and a a righteous burden on our heart to write music uh, that's original for the, the church and so for worship. And so that's something we are working on. And, and don't be surprised if you start hearing songs that you've never heard before. And bear with us as we, we teach you those songs and we learn those songs together. Um, but we feel like that's something that God has put on our heart to do. Um, we're really excited for that. For me personally, uh, with worship, a um, quick example. When my wife and I got married four years ago, we went on our honeymoon to New Zealand. And um, we, my wife was like, hey, I set up these glow worm tours. And I want to make sure I'm saying this right, Glowworm Tours. And we start at the, the front, and you're wearing these helmets with a flashlight on the top. And we're about to go climb through these rock tunnels in the pitch black dark. And there's this uh, this tour guide. His name is Ashley. He's a Kiwi man. And he's like, just follow me through these, these d- deep, dark, stony tunnels. And eventually, I'm going to lead you to this giant open cave where there's just glow worms everywhere, this awesome, super cool place, and um, the reason I say all that is because we just had to follow Ashley, we just had to follow behind Ashley, and at the very end, he goes, all right, everybody, take, turn off your flashlights, and we're in this awesome secret place, and um, my desire is to go and seek through those tunnels uh, myself, So because I can't lead y'all to a place I've never been before. Ashley has been to that secret place so many times, he's climbed through those tunnels so many, so many times, and it's my desire and it's my responsibility to to enter into worship as much as I can in my personal life. Pastor Steven has said it, it's our our personal life, that's how we worship, and so, if 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 worship is in a place where I don't feel like we're going deep enough, it, it's on. It's in a way, it's on me. But I ask y'all to to join behind me, to yeah. follow me Amen. when we go. When we go into the spirit, follow follow where I'm trying to lead. Um, because I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna in my own personal time, I'm gonna take time to to enter into the deeper places, the secret places. Amen. And um and I I've, I've seen God in in a way that. Um, I treasure it. And so I want you all to be able to see that too. Amen. So that's, that's my desire.
0: Praise God. That's great. All right, let's have church. No. Uh, Emma, could you come and just share on... So we we have a lot of practical things that are going on all the time. We're going to do some of it a little bit later today. Uh, but Emma is is amazing in a lot of different ways. But this this is the hospitality side. This is where she's... She's got some people helping her out, too. And it's a big part of our heart, though, to care for people.
2: So hospitality is basically any time we do, you know, an event or food or planning or any of those kinds of things, that's where hospitality falls under. And I, sometimes you can feel like that's the redheaded stepchild of ministry. Like, <laughs> it is. Huh. You, you can feel like that. And Pastor Kim kind of talked about this last Wednesday about growing weary and doing good. Because sometimes we want to make things seem like it's about us, and it's not. It's exactly about what our pastors, the vision they're putting forth today. It's about others and reaching others. And uh, the great thing about hospitality is you get to be in the midst of those things. You get to be in the midst of serving people, and that's, that's what Jesus came to do first and foremost. He came to be a hospitality servant. Yeah. And so as we engage in these things, it's easy to look at it and go, oh, it's just food and it's just this or that. But it's such, a, it's such a beautiful place to be because you really can connect with the heart of God by serving other people. And we watched this terrible movie about, um, it's actually based on a true story of Cecil Gaines. He was a butler in the White House for 34 years. I don't like movies like that. But because it was during a time when the racial tensions were so high and and he was so looked down upon because of the color of his skin and where he came from was just so difficult. And yet he lands in the White House as a butler and all of a sudden he serves with such excellence and serves with such passion for what he's doing that he ends up being the personal butler to four different presidents in a time where our country was really struggling in some areas. And the, the scope of influence that this man had over those presidents was just because he was there and just because he had gained the respect and honor of those four presidents by just doing what he was called to do with a heart that he was called to do it with. And he did it with such excellence that it opened doors to what the presidency was doing in our country. It's really an interesting, if you study this a little bit, because he was able to speak into things that other people may not have been able to. I mean, the presidents have, you know, advisors and things like that. But yet this man is the one that's advising the president on social issues in our country. And those things that came to change... We're because of this man. So it's not a little thing. It is the heart of God to serve. And it is with that heart of excellence that we go forward and we do the things we do. We're particular in the kitchen. Why? Why? because it's with a heart of excellence. We want things to be done. We want things to be presented. If people come in and, you know, we're licking our fingers as we're putting things out or, you know, I've I've got soup all over the floor in the kitchen, they're going to go, wow, what is happening in this place? But we don't. We do it with the heart of excellence because that's the heart of God, first and foremost. He wants us to do everything that we do unto him. And that's really my desire for um, our ministry is just, Touching the people we can touch just by doing what we're called to do. Amen. And it, it's an easy thing because it's already on the inside of you. God's already given you that want to serve him. But as we allow ourselves and submit ourselves to serving this body and serving the church, it really does open up our scope of um, of influence. And it's not about us, but it is about Jesus. And it is about us saying, okay, we're going to do this because we love God, because we want to to bless the people that we're doing. And so as we have guest ministers come in, that's one of the things we do is we do like a luncheon or a reception for our guest ministers. And I can't tell you how many times people are like, wow, we're just so blessed by you bringing us a cup of coffee or asking if we're okay. It blesses them. And that's what we're here to do.
0: Amen. Amen. It's for a bigger vision that God has for us. Dan, you want to come share about we call this guest services this is like our greeters and our um ushers
6: yeah basically anything that has a direct hands-on approach to our guests so uh, greeters ushers uh, our safety team hospitality is technically in the guest services area um and then i'm the head of that so you can just call me your highness that's fine Uh. My vision for for the guest services this week, or this week, this year, is to do less of it. Um, That's been something Pastor Steve has been teaching for the last five, six, ten years is you start that stuff, and then you train somebody else up to take your spot, so eventually you're out of a job. Um, Pastor Steve's doing that. I know it's hard for him to do. It's hard for me to do as well to get people involved. Um, As far as the greeters, I'm pretty well hands off on the greeters now. Melanie has done a wonderful job taking over that yeah um, we've recruited people from England to be greeters. <laughs> I believe it is a requirement to talk funny if you're a greeter. We've got somebody from England we've got Melanie from Texas she talks <laughs> um, but the greeters are our, our first uh, first in, encounter that guests have and we want them to be showing what the church's vision is and what the church's um, yeah. What, what our pastors heart. are trying to preach from the pulpit, we want that to be the first thing that you see coming in the door. And we want uh, basically all of our guests to be accosted by a greeter or an usher. <laughs> and I think uh, I saw <laughs> our guests today were accosted by JT in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And he was out there <laughs> them know that they are welcome and we are glad to see them and we are yeah. happy that they're here. And that's, uh, that's one of the reverberating issues that people have when they come in and they say, it just felt like I was home. People were so friendly. They were nice. Um, if you don't get that one week, come back the next week. It may have been a busy week. People may have been running around. Yeah. But that's uh, that's our heart and that's yeah. the vision of, of guest services is to make the guests and the, the members as comfortable as possible in the church. And we want them to be able to, to enter into worship without having distractions, without having to worry about, am I in the right seat? Is somebody glad I'm here? And all that stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, we are always in need of of greeters and ushers, um, help in everything hospitality. I'm always looking for people in the kitchen. So, if you are interested in those areas, the only requirements are that you're a member, ushers. You have to be at least 16 years old, um, but come see me, and I will either get you going or send you to the right person. And then uh, the more people are coming, the less I have to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's his job.
0: All right. <laughs> We're so blessed by uh, Melanie. We've we started a a prayer emphasis uh, just uh, last couple years, I believe. And and Melanie has such a heart for this. You want to just share a little bit, Melanie? Yeah.
4: Would you mind,
0: Daniel? Can I get the round table? Oh, you want a table?
4: Okay. I promise I'm not here for 10 minutes. I just, I just. Get, get out of here we can hear. papers everywhere. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. I will. I promise. Um, uh, we all encounter times in our lives where we need somebody to stand with us. Um to encourage, to strengthen, to help us come to a place of uh, breakthrough and victory. And that's one of the reasons that we have uh, altar care ministry at the end of service. Uh, this gives us an opportunity to pray with individuals. Um, we do our best to demonstrate the love of God for them. We pray faith-filled prayers for them and um. We agree with them for God to intervene with them in their lives. Um, um, it's an honor to pray with people. It's a privilege. They're dear to the heart of God, and their needs matter. And they need to know that, uh, as Pastor Steve said, we're, we're all living stones. We're joined together. We support and encourage and strengthen each other. Um, and, and you've heard this before, As you serve the body, you serve Christ. Um, it's also an opportunity to demonstrate dependence on the Holy Spirit. Because when you're up here to pray with someone, you don't know what's needed. You don't know what their heart's cry is. But it's an opportunity to practice hearing the Holy Spirit, yielding to the Spirit, and praying for them in a way that brings release, and comfort, and strength, and turning their eyes back to Jesus, who is the answer to begin with. Um, We also have Zoom prayer. I know that's been mentioned. Monday through Wednesday. We start at noon. It's just 30 minutes, and um, this is no glory to me. This is absolutely God, but Zoom prayer has been transformative for me, and I think for many of the participants, um, there's an accountability and a faithfulness there that we all require to mature and to grow. Um, I've seen amazing growth in those who are participating. Um, If God is in it, growth is inevitable. And it serves as a prayer hub for our body for you as individuals, we lift you up regularly. We pray for your families and for the work of God in your lives, we're praying for our community, um, um, our city, our nation, our state, and for the work of God in this place. Um, It's been fruitful, prayers have been answered, they are being answered, I think we've all been strengthened and I can attest to this, my, my heart is being softened more and more to the things that are on the Father's heart, and uh, we're being changed as we come together in prayer. And we want to see each of you thriving in a life of prayer, your own prayer life. So these are two opportunities for you if you would like to plug into prayer, minister to the body, and minister to Christ. So I I just want to share one thing I believe the Lord's put on my heart that that, um, just for this season, for right now, however long he sends us here, um, a prayer point for our body and for us and our families is um, prepare the way of the Lord has been resounding in my heart. There's an urgency to it. So let me just share one verse here. Matthew 3, John the Baptist came preaching and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Prayer goes before any work of God and prepares the way. It's, it is preparing the way of the Lord. Let me share one thing that Lynn Hammond wrote. Our prayers license the Holy Spirit to go ahead of us and get our paths ready to walk on. They fill in the pitfalls that the devil has dug for us and they bring down the mountainous obstacles he has placed in our way. When prayer has done its work, the plan of God unfolds with such majesty and power that the glory of the Lord is revealed and everybody can see it. Our prayers do more than motivate the Father to action. They actually release the power of the Holy Spirit from us to accomplish his will. And um, we are coming together in prayer as a body to, um, to prayer ourselves and our body, to welcome and continually honor the presence of the Lord, and by doing so, we, we're making room for the supernatural, for the kingdom in our lives. Um, in those th- quick 30 minutes of prayer in Zoom, we, we're purposely drawing aside from the natural demands of life. We're taking time to adore him, to bring him our lives, not just our lists, to pray with him, not just at him. Um, and to do that, I think there's a pertinent verse here. We must understand Romans 13, 11 says, what a critical hour this is. How it is high time now for you to wake up out of your sleep. These are critical days. It's critical days for our nation, our world. I believe we are absolutely living in the last days and the days When the Lord is walking among us, he walks among his people. He's offering to abide with us. If we will only welcome him and make room for him, preparing the way for the Lord. He has promised if we welcome him that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine. If you're not hungry for that, pray to get hungry. He'll honor that prayer. We pray according to his will. We have what we ask. So stir the hunger in our hearts, Lord. It really is time to decide. You decide you want his presence more than other things. You decide the spirit will take ascendancy over all else. You decide not to walk with the world. Time to wake up. Wake up to the spirit and what he's doing today. And he will clothe us with joy, and anointing, and a power to affect the world around us. Let's don't miss it. Make room.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I'm so excited about the moving out and having a bigger vision beyond these walls and. Uh, We've so been been so blessed to have Casey among us. Do you want to just share just real briefly, just some of the couple things. Um, uh, you know, sometimes there's a real anointing that comes on somebody for this, and we've been blessed that she's. And there's more coming, you know, with 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 anointings for different things. But uh, we're here to to enable and to equip and to promote and propel and whatever we need to do. But we've we've got some things coming up. I just wanted her to mention them. Real quick, we're, we're taking steps to get out of here.
7: Yeah, I'm so excited. When they say yes, I'm like, okay, let's go. So um, a couple of things that we do are doing in 2023 is we are going to do the Grandparents' Christmas Blessing Event again next year. Um, it'll look a little different. I'm believing it'll be a little bigger. Um, we're also um, working with pastors Hunter and Lindsay to bring the local youth pastors together. They are already on a coalition. And instead of individuals doing their own fall festival, Hallelujah night, we want to bring one event to our community. So it's not just about our kids at our church. It's about being a presence, taking the body of Christ into the place where the kids need to see God moving in their midst. And so we're gonna we're gonna put on an event for them. Um, you know, I love that we have a a, a set of pastors, a, a team that is not interested in building our kingdom. We're interested in building God's kingdom. Um, And it's so funny. I didn't know I was going to share today and I was praying all weekend about outreach and what could that look like and who are the people that we need to be reaching and what are the things that would bring them in, that would bring us into contact with them, right? Because very few people are just going to walk in our doors unannounced, never been here before. They have to be hurting or looking. And so one of the things that, um, and they don't even know I'm going to say this, but a spring um, giveaway event, like a garage sale, but it's free, right? So, we just get to bless our community with things that you might normally take to Goodwill. It has value, just not at your house anymore. You don't need it. We want, God wants to bless our community, and it brings them to our parking lot to meet the body of Christ, and we get to say, we want to pour out a blessing on you, no strings attached. We're just here to love you and bless you, because that's what God does, and the seeds will be planted, and we're just believing for the harvest. So we're going to be the sowers, and we're just going to expect God's going to do the harvesting. Amen.
0: Amen. Don't you like that? Uh, this We're just going to have more and more uh, touching our community. Amen. We need to pray. I like what Melly said. If if you don't have the right heart for this, I think there's a scripture that talks about that. And if you don't have the heart, the heart, the, the this understanding, get the understanding. Let's let's get let's get on board with this. This is God's vision. I just have one more. I'd like Buddy to come and, and uh, he's he's going to share a couple things. Um, he's he's been over our media uh, department, and uh, he might be like Daniel. He might be one to work himself out of a job too. <laughs> but uh, and, and that's good we, we've got you know there's a, there's a guy that gave us his fancy camera back here and I asked him I said so you know getting some pointers he said get the young people get the young people they they're not afraid to do stuff and uh, and, and they just naturally will do stuff and we're, we've already got that going but I, I, I'm also going to have him share because um, he's, he's been very blessed and it's partly because of uh, his, his ability to see things in a bigger picture. So I just want to have him kind of uh, take us back to that big bigger picture, and um, we, we can kind of wrap this up, but um, if you could kind of share with that.
8: I thought we were just getting started. <laughs> I thought that was the warm-up. Uh, from a media uh, perspective, you know, if you think about communication for a second, we want to align with the vision that Pastor Steve has. We, we want to grow our outreach as far as who we uh, get a chance to... Uh, touch, right? We're getting a chance to not only tell our story, but how our story and testimonies relate to God's Word and the bigger vision of what's taking place. And so it's great. We got 9,000 on our, but we want, we'd like to double. We'd like to grow it. We'd like to increase on that front. We'd like to increase our quality too. And so this is something that's been ongoing for many years and behind the scenes, you don't see what we do, but you know, we've upgraded pianos and we've upgraded drums and we've upgraded mics and we've upgraded cables and we've upgraded cameras and we've upgraded monitors and we've upgraded, and we continue to, speakers, we, we continue to, uh, to find ways to do that. So I would simplify it this way. One, we, we are looking for simplification. We continue to find ways to clean things up and make things a little bit simpler too. We like to innovate. We're gonna continue to find, we have things on our list of things we wanna keep on improving upon and investing in so we have opportunities to um, do more Uh, And then we we also are looking to grow. So Pastor Steve kind of mentioned it a little bit. We're always, much like Daniel mentioned, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for, uh, you know, for people to have an opportunity to serve in something in a unique way. I'm not a musician. You don't see me up here playing and you don't hear me singing. That's where you all applaud. But um, that's a good thing. But there is something I can do. And and so, um, you know, I get a chance to problem solve and figure out different things and Hopefully you like that base that you felt this morning. <laughs> I do, I do a lot actually. Um, so, so you know there is a chance for me to have an impact in a different kind of way. And so, uh, we are looking for uh, additional support and help. And uh, I've played different roles. So yeah, I have no problems in uh, letting others uh, take on that role. And maybe I'll, I'll shift over to cleaning toilets or something like that. So. Whatever's needed, right? That's what we do here. Uh, we volunteer. And we play our role and our part in the bigger picture. So that is it. Simplify, innovate, and grow. We want to grow that department and do as much as we possibly can. So we have a list of things behind there, but I'll simplify in my message with that. Uh, I think, you know, kind of leading to the point that Pastor Steve was talking about in the bigger picture, I do get a chance to do this for a living. I, I do uh, get a chance to lead people and set visions and uh, instruct in fact, I just got done this week with one of uh, I run different companies and the one company that uh, uh, I got to do are different business units of a company. I Got my had my what they call a sales kickoff. We have vernacular SKO We did our SKO this week and if you're familiar and you're part of a sales team, it's kind of a big event uh, It was in Scottsdale, Arizona and, and we bring in a lot of people a lot of guest speakers and things of that nature And there's a lot of energy and it's a lot of setting the vision of what we're trying to accomplish Uh, And I have another business unit that uh, I'll do the same thing with. I'll set a vision and I'll kind of align. And it's different visions to some degree because it's different parts of the business operating in different areas. But at the same time, it kind of all aligns under the umbrella of of what we're trying to do as a company. Uh, And so we kind of get the chance to kind of bring it all together. But one of the things I've had a chance in my position, uh, I get a chance to kind of see how one vision kind of lays out how we've set it, how we set goals behind it, and then how we identify with it. Uh, And so I get to see that take place, and they've been extremely successful year over year. They've had double-digit growth, and they're producing a a ton of contribution margin, and they've been very successful as a business unit because we've crystallized our vision. We've crystallized our goal sets and how we continue to push the bar forward, and then we have created an identity. And I will tell you, the identity part is super super important and we as a church have an identity in christ so we get a chance to kind of uh, play that part and when you do that and you align you understand your identity in christ and you align those goal sets around that and you have those goal sets that align to the vision you get production that takes place i have another business unit that we're just establishing a vision and we're establishing goals but I went and talked to 12 different people and this is a group of I had about 150 there and I talked to 12 different people just a sampling size and I asked them, I said what's our identity three things what's our identity tell me some people couldn't respond some people gave me actually negative uh, commentation back and some people gave me specifics like to their area of the business that is fine but it wasn't quite the bigger picture that we were trying to accomplish so it, it showed me really quick that while it was awesome we had a vision while it's great we had goals we still have yet to align our identity to what we're trying to accomplish and we won't be successful we have to we have to understand who we are and how how we participate in that role to create that actual production of accomplishment of goals and the actual ultimate vision that, that's kind of laid out behind us so we didn't have if you will quite the the identity and that's one of the things I I pulled the leader aside who runs that group for me and I said this is awesome this is great we have this such a and it was really cool it was all themed you would have loved it I talked about you actually quite a bit it was it was was all, all about orchestration so our theme was orchestration and we had you know this amazing writer come in who's written for all these people and you know, we were talking about how melody is the lead, right? And harmony kind of fills in and kind of helps support that. And then a rhythm is needed to kind of maintain. So we talked about in that relation to business, and you can talk about that in relationship to even the church. We have a lead. We have harmony. Harmony is us getting alongside of, of this vision and pull along. And then there's rhythm. Rhythm, think about the things that we're doing around communication. The things we're doing about these checkpoints to make sure that we are consistently moving forward to accomplish those things. We do have a rhythm that we need to maintain. So I thought it was really cool. But you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's super fun to watch when you get people on that same page and you kind of align, same page, orchestration. When you get everybody on the same page and you're kind of aligning and you establish that identity, you establish the complication or the completion of those goals. And then you get to see that vision take place. So like I said, I've gotten a chance to do it with one business unit and be successful. And I'm seeing it play out. And I'm seeing how we can continue to set the bar. When you have that alignment, you can just continue to do greater and greater things. And so I think what you're portraying, what's important for us to understand is what is our identity how do we independently kind of roll into that bigger goal set that you're creating and how do we ultimately make sure that that all of that's aligning to this vision and that vision of growing inside of this community and making a bigger impact beyond these walls and, and starting to think larger in our mindset of what's possible and it, it, it you know it takes a leader to do that so that people can start to understand okay what's my part What's my, my golden thread to that? How do I relate? And then what's my part and what do I need to accomplish? But guess what, there'll be a piece of uh, being a little bit uncomfortable because we all need to grow together. You can't, if you're, not, if you're not uncomfortable and you're not being stretched, we're not growing and we're not achieving the next bar, the next bar, the next bar. And so I think that's the call out, you know, that I would have to my team and the, I think the same call out and the passion that I see inside of you, that's the same thing. And I loved how Emmy, I, I, Emmy, I nicknamed her, Emily, Emily, <laughs> Emma, whew, I have an Emily that reports to me. Um, Emma was talking about the passion and kind of letting, you know, that that's, you know, when you have that, that means we have this internal drive that God created inside of us. And when we find our, you know, kind of what our sweet spot is in our strength suit, you tap into that and then you have this passion that comes out and you're just motivated. I don't need anybody to motivate me. I wanna do more. I wanna have greater quality. I wanna have greater impact. I wanna have a greater outreach. I wanna grow in more ways. You've hit that internal drive and you start to align. So it's important for us as individuals to know our strengths, know how we fit in, understand our identity and all this. And I'll be, you know, you can say it however you want, but I see our identity, you kinda set that for us. We wanna gather, we wanna, we wanna grow, and we wanna go. So the question I would say is if we go out to the community, do they see us that way? Do they see us as the church that's gathering and the church that's growing and the church that's going into the community with this message? That we need to identify with what, you know, the vision that's been laid before us, what God has given Pastor Steve. And we need to find our peace and our role and how we stretch ourselves to accomplish that bigger task that's being asked of us. There's a scripture that says uh, in Psalms 90, um, ninety twelve that says, you know, understand uh, the time so that you can grow in wisdom. So if you think about it this way, the the biggest asset we all have, the biggest asset we all have is time, and it's limited. And if you start to count your days of what you have left, you start to get a little bit wiser as you get older because it becomes a little bit more aware. But we should all be recognizing we have limited time, and so how we – kind of weed out those things in life and those things that are kind of pressuring us. This world is so full. And that's one of the devil's tactics is to kind of fill us full of all kinds of stuff. You know, the time people spend on their phones now is eight hours a day, eight hours a day. I don't know what you're getting off your phone that creates that much productivity, but it's not that productive. So think about that for a second. Yeah, if you could do something else, what, what are the things that are you, just check yourself as we think about how we align in the vision and the goal sets and how we create this identity and how we operate and get to apply. Now start thinking about time. Time is not forever. There's not, there's a limited time for each of us. And so how do we become wiser about applying it in these areas of life that become the greatest impact for us? And in doing so, we're fulfilling the destiny of that God and the purpose that God has created for us. Fulfillment in that is unbelievable. That's where you really start to understand the joy and the satisfaction of life. Amen? Amen. Is that enough? All right. What is it? Oh, yeah.
9: So, everybody took the time. (laughs) My brother took the most, no, I'm just kidding. No, it was good, wasn't that good? Um, I, I am over ladies and If you want to know more vision about that, just come see me because we're out of time. But I did want to get this across because I think this is a good ending or kind of an ending to where we're going. So how many remember were you here when Debbie Johnston gave us the word? It was towards the end of our uh, worship time. But I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the little front of it here because I think it's a good ending to what, what Buddy was saying. The Lord is saying he's taking you off of the automatic pilot. This is the time to step up in the spirit. He wants you to do it. It's an individual thing, but it's also a corporate thing. And so this is a charge to me, not just individually, but to us corporately, that it's time for us to step up. And as Buddy was speaking, I was thinking, you know, the word says that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit. It's through the identification of who we are in Christ, we're enabled to do what God's called us to do. We can't do this in and of our own strength. We have to lean on his strength, but... We're not on automatic pilot anymore. We're living in a time where we've got to do some things intentionally. That's my word for the year, intentional. So we have to be intentional about what we're doing as a body individually, but also corporately together as a body. What do we want to see? As Pastor C's been casting the vision, what do we want to see in our city, what do we want to leave behind? What is our fingerprint behind? I went to Whole Foods the other day, and they said, do you wanna pay with your palm? And I said, what? <laughs> you can pay with your palm. And I said, does that mean I have to put a chip in there? And she said, no, it's just an, an identification that it's like your eyes, they can read your eyes, you know, in the, in the airport. You can do it now with your palm, is they the identify your fingerprint. And I just wanna say, what fingerprint are you leaving behind? What's the dash between when you were born and when you die that you're living out right now? What What do you want to do with your life? How do you want to uh, uh, impress and leave the vision that God's cast in your heart to others? Let's be doing something for the kingdom. That's not about us. It's about the kingdom. But let's be busy doing his business on the earth for this hour in 2023. I believe God has great things for New Life Church. We have a bunch of these. We made them into bookmarks. If you'd like to get one, I'll leave them up here. I think it's really good. It's important for us to keep the vision before our eyes. And to, Anytime you've ever had a word given to you from the Holy Spirit, it's always good to remind yourself of what God said. So we need to keep this before us. If you have more questions about it, Miss Debbie can interpret more than I can.
0: Thank you guys for for being here. This has all been good, though, isn't it, uh, to hear from each individual. I, I, I love being able to hear man. You're not aware of how much is going on and how great people we have in different places. I just want to close with this, though, because it all comes down to what are we doing with our time and, and how can we be a part of this. And God has a real purpose for each one of us individually if it's going to fit, fit into God's bigger vision. Um, I'm just going to say these think, because there are things we're going to have to apply ourselves to. Progress towards God's vision for this body requires that each of its parts have a heart for the house yes. to be with. Now Jesus, in, in uh, Matthew 12:30, you can put that up there if you don't mind. Uh, Matthew 12:30, Jesus said, you know, if you're not with me, uh, you're against me. Um, so it's not enough to just be around, it's to be with, he said, you're going to be with me in my work. You're going to be doing something with me, right? So if we're going to make progress to the bigger vision, it requires each one of the stones. It's like Buddy said, we, 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 we identify with what God's doing, and then we start making some choices if it's a bigger vision. So I just want to encourage us with this. Um, and, and in the app, if you're in the app, there's a place there. And I, I encourage you to, to get say, God, show me what I need to look like with regard to connecting, how do I need to connect in a way that's going to bring you glory? I'm not don't don't make it like this is something that's coming down on you from us. Let's say, God, what do you want? <laughs> Give me your vision. That's what we're about. Amen. Uh, what what does it mean to grow in the Word? That means my life is changing as a result of my exposure to the Word. When I when I come on a Sunday, I'm not just Deciding whether I like it or not, whether I agree with it or not. I'm saying, God, show me something today. I might not agree with everything, but show me something today that I'm going to be changed by. Yeah. Amen? Because yeah. if we're not growing, we're not growing towards his vision. Yeah. Amen? All right. One more. Ministering. That, again, I see that as serving. How can I serve in some way? Yeah. And let's ask God about this. But let's put, I encourage you to write something down. Yeah. And we have it in the app if you want to do it on your own or whatever. And then giving. You know what, it's, uh, it's like we were talking about last week, I believe there's 2,000 and sometimes references to giving in the word of God and far fewer, a lot of the other things that we like to talk about all the time, even love. So much about giving because giving is, is an expression of love. And so anyway, uh, God, how can, you, how can you show me where I need to be with my giving? If, if we're going to be where we need to go, there's going to need to be, it's like Buddy said, you got to stretch if you're going to grow. You know, you might need to stretch a little bit. Make it something where, and and, and the, the Word says this. He says, talk to God about this and be cheerful about it when you do. Yeah. Don't make it something where you're feeling like forced to do something or it's a law or something like that. No. Don't make it something where it's, in, it's an outpour what's in your heart. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But it will be a part of growing. Because yes. where your treasure is, there's your heart. Yeah. Amen? Okay. So I just want to encourage you. We're going to, I'm going to go ahead and close. I'm going to pray. And, and I'm so thankful that, that we're not just here talking as people. But we're talking in the presence of, of God. <laughs> we're here honoring who, his purpose, his, his vision today, Amen. And so uh, it's, a, it's what I said to God. I said, man, let this be about you. I don't, I don't want to do something without you. Amen. Um, at the end on your app, and then we're going to have them on tables today when we have our, our lunch today. There's, there's just some statements. I have eight of them on there. I'm not going to go over them at all. Uh, but there's things from the Word about if we're going to go somewhere, we need to make some changes. Yeah. We need to adjust. Say, not my will, but your will, you know. So eight, eight of those, and again, they're all in the app, so you can see them in they online, either one. Um, uh, and I encourage you to let these scriptures be something that is part of our individual. It's, it's about each one of us as stones, for the bigger thing to be built, man, let's take it upon ourselves and say, I am critical. God sees us as, as essential. Amen? <laughs> and we'll do that. Father. We-